All right, Rich Casanova here for another exciting episode of the Co-Founders Podcast. We are live in our Buckhead studio with our billion-dollar view. If you're not familiar with Buckhead, just uh, go to Atlanta, and uh, you'll find Buckhead pretty quick. Uh, so in, our, in this episode, we're going to have some great conversations about um, uh, guys that are in startup businesses, different ventures, uh, different levels of their business. We're going to be talking about uh, Amazon, which is the, one of the hottest topics you can imagine. Just hashtag that. That'll make it go viral. Uh, mobile fuel. Uh, can you believe it that they're going to bring fuel to you? Uh, we're going to talk about security for uh, corporate and personal uh, services, where they're going to, um, through some new technology implement uh, applications, they're going to be able to provide security on site to you. So uh, uh, hold tight. We're going to start that in just a minute on the, this episode of the Co-Founders Podcast. Welcome to the Co-Founders Podcast, real life stories from startups to billion dollar iconic brands. Conversations with industry disruptors and inspiring leaders. Brought to you in part by WeWork, the world's largest network of co-working spaces. More info at WeWork.com and the Pro Business Channel, uploading the future. More info at ProBusinessChannel.com. Now let's join our host and guests on this episode of the Co-Founders Podcast. All right, we got a full studio here today. We're going to do some rapid fire questions because uh, hang tight. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about all things uh, startup. Um, and we're going to begin with uh, a first interview with uh, Sharag T. Patel talking about all things Amazon. And we may have a minute to talk about his other venture, which is a startup development institute. I would do that in just a moment. But um, Dave, if you'd introduce yourself um, and tell us a little bit about what your conversation will be in, during the show. Hi, my name is Dave Tompkins, president and co-founder of Hawk. We are security at your fingertips. I like that, right? So uh, that should keep them hanging on there to find out more about that. And what then does that I'll, mean? <laughs> exactly, right? And then uh, Terrence Berry, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. It's going to be your conversation today. Oh, my name is Terrence Berry. I'm with Mobile Fuel. Uh, never pay for gas again. What we're going to do? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, never go to the gas station again. Okay. Mobile Fuel, Terrence Berry. Bring it to you, right? Bring it to you. All right, awesome. So uh, I'm really intrigued by both of those conversations. Uh, but first up, a guy, if you've been in the startup space in Atlanta, you may have run across this guy. Uh, he's the co-founder, has had his, um, uh, his fingertips in a few different enterprises, has an amazing uh, backstory. So, uh, Chirag, before we jump into um, Amazon, uh, man, you've got an interesting story. I, you know, how do you tell your story from, uh, from Oklahoma to where you're at today? Yeah, um, so I was actually born in Oklahoma, right. but then um, when I was about three, I moved to Millersville, Georgia. Right. I always tell people that's probably the greatest city in the world, <laughs> but um, it's, it's about two hours south from Atlanta. Grew up there, and then um, my parents, uh, the, my mom's from New Zealand, Right. Uh, my dad's from India, Right. and they immigrated to the United States around the 70s, and then my dad was actually an engineer. Uh, he got an engineering degree in India, but when he got here, he couldn't transfer it. He couldn't find a job. Right. Um, so what he did was he borrowed money. He he bought a uh, a motel in in Oklahoma, uh, foreclosed on it, and then he found another one here in Millersville, Georgia. Uh, borrowed some more money, and he built that thing up. Um, we lived in. I the know motel. you guys live there. I saw on yeah. your website. So, so I really lived in uh, story. room number three. Eighteen <laughs> years of my life. Wow. My parents lived in number one, and my sister number two. Dang. And then uh, I've, when I turned eighteen, I moved to college. Came yeah. here to went to Georgia State, and then even throughout, like you know, growing up in a business, I you know I had the entrepreneurial uh, 
around me, right? right. My parents were entrepreneurs, uh, got to college. I started a few businesses. And then I kind of knew what I was good at, at very early on. And then um, and, I, and I'm a big networker. So I love establishing relationships, meeting new people. I started a podcast back in 2015 just to see if I could build my network. Right, right. And, you know, everybody was doing it. Podcast was blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, how do we scale this? Right. And then what I did was I started doing live events. Yeah. And I brought in the entrepreneur. And that's when I started meeting all kinds of people, tons of people. New opportunities started coming my way. And then I actually met my partner at one of my events. Um, I had brought in the president of Tyler Perry Studios. And we did Movies Meets Technology uh, theme. Right, and he's actually a, a a technology investor himself. But um, after Your partner sh- or Tyler Perry, uh, Ty- uh, the president of Tyler <laughs> Perry Studios. Now you're just dropping names, whatever. Yeah, that's okay. Uh. <laughs> but uh, I met my partner at the event, and he was like, "Look, man, you have this world around you, and I'm I'm a big tech guy. Right? Why don't we merge our worlds? You know? And that's how Startup Development Institute came about. Um, what we do there is we help startups. Um, we create a game plan to take them to market. And then we help them. We do development, whether they need an MVP, a prototype, um, a landing page, a website, whatever it is, we build it out. And then once they have it built, the hard part is getting users downloads, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Getting people on the platform. So we actually help with the marketing as well. And then if your idea starts to take off, we can help them get funding as well. So we've we've established relationships with private investors, angel investors, and VC firms. We don't personally fund, right. but like when you're ready, we can put you in touch with these people. You have those connections, and yeah. you've uh, collaborated with people over the years, but also you have uh, kind of a one-stop resource or right. mentorship, it sounds like, as well, right? Right, because a lot of times when you go, uh, you have an idea, and when you build it, you right. go to a dev shop. Right. And what they'll do is like, okay, we'll build it. They'll send you the invoice, but that's about it. Right. Right. The next stop is you got to get this to everybody, right? Get it in That's the, the big hurdle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we we help with that, and then um, obviously, if you're self funded and you can make it all the way through, great. Right. If not, you're eventually going to need funding and trying to scale the business. Yeah. Well, we definitely ju- want to jump into the Amazon uh, piece there, but beforehand, <clears throat> um, just hearing your backstory, um, it's a very unique upbringing. Yeah. Uh, how many people you run into that that were um, their childhood and or lived in a hotel? So pretty pretty rare, right? Or maybe not well, as rare. It's, it's, it's funny, like, okay, so um, I'm Indian, right? Right. And the, the, what you asked me earlier, the tea. Yeah, yeah. The, what is, why yeah. is the tea so yeah, important? Yeah. So um, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, um, when Indian people immigrated to the U.S., right. um, there's a caste system in India. You the okay. Patels, the Shahs, the Desais. So the Patel, Casanovas. Oh, they're not Casanova, in the mix, right? right? <laughs> they're not really in the mix, yeah. <laughs> um, Patels means a, a farmer. Okay. So out there, if you're a Patel, you're a farmer. Right. And that's what my grandparents were, and that's how what my dad grew up in. Right. So when they when he immigrated here, so did tons of other Patels. Oh yeah. Right. Right. So growing up, it's like, oh man, I know a Patel. Is that your brother? I know. Is that your sister? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, no, I don't even know this person. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So when I was doing the events, I always say uh, the tea is very important because that's yeah. what differentiated me from all the other Patels. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't get mixed up. Yeah, with the other Patels. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, but each of you having a room in the hotel. So yeah. basically, you were kind of you guys were the uh, head of the curve. I, you were the precursor or um, uh, to the tiny home movement, right? So yeah. you, you created the tiny home movement. It was just in different rooms, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was crazy because um, see the 
it was only a twenty room motel, right? Right. It wasn't not it wasn't not the greatest part of the neighborhood. Yeah. So my dad eventually attached a liquor store to it, so it brought in a lot of traffic, right? right. So you, you get a bottle, right? You get a room, you call it a day. Because yeah, I saw that, and it's almost like um, I'm sure you know um, Gary V with yeah. his family story with um, starting with wine and then you know the liquor store and everything. So absolutely. Um, Okay, so let's jump into uh, Amazon. So okay. you're talking. Uh, so the brand you're creating is this Amazon Take Action. Uh, tell us the backstory of that, and then you know what you're bringing to the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. So back in 2015, um, one of my best friends, his name is Vic. He started selling on Amazon part time. Right. right. So he has. A, uh, he's an IT. Um, he's at home, and um, you know he's. He starts. He's opening an account and he starts selling stuff. Right. So he had a, a New Year's party. So I go there. And he's telling me, like, man, I just made, like, $20,000 selling on Amazon. I'm wow. like, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> he shows me his numbers. I'm like, what? You did this in two months? Like, less than 60 days? Right. I was just blown away, right? I'm like, how is this possible? So right. I started researching. And then last year, I, I got into it. I opened my own account, started selling. Within one week, I had $1,000 in sales. No joke. Wow. Um, and I was like, man, this, is, this platform is really, really powerful. And, you know, so I had my other business, SDI, still, and I couldn't concentrate it on concentrate as much time I wanted. Right. So this year, um, I kind of um, started doing, like, 20, 30 hours focusing on Amazon, and me and my partner, Vic, um, we're, we're, like, full on, you know, seven days a week right now. Right. Um, just in October, um, I'll tell you exactly where we're at right now. Um, I think we're... No, she, I will show you a live. Okay. Twenty-seven thousand five hundred in revenue. Jeez. In October alone. Right. And this is selling home goods, toys, bath towels. I mean, you name it. Now, is this drop ship where you? Um, uh, no. Okay. So what we do is we find the product. Right. And then we package it. Right. We send it to Amazon warehouse. Right. So Amazon is the one that uh, uh, ships it to their customers. We don't do anything. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. We don't send it to our customers. We just sh- supply the inventory to Amazon. But you kind of buy it through wholesalers then? And, um, anything. You could you could you could start a wholesale account, you could do private label, or if you're if you, you could do retail arbitrage, basically what you do is go to Walmart, uh, Target, different stores, um, find um, products that are they rank really well right. are, are hot sellers. Um, if you obviously you want to buy low, sell high. Right. Um, and then uh, you put the margins up, do the listings on Amazon, send it out, and then once say you you, you come on uh, the Amazon website, you buy one of our products, Amazon will ship it to you Prime in two days. Yeah, we get a lot of stuff on Amazon here at the studio as well as everybody at their home. I mean, yeah, I mean it's just a phenomenon. Um, now a little off off topic, but I, I ran across something recently, uh, Amazon business model about um, textbooks like um, reselling college textbooks yeah. and you don't even touch the product or whatever, right? Have you heard about this uh, um, I play? I don't know or? about touching the product because uh, <laughs> there's people I know that they sell thousands of textbooks. Right. Um, but they actually have to go and buy them themselves. But it's kind of a buyback thing, right? So I don't want to get too, too off topic here, mm-hmm. but I was watching this thing and the premise was what they're pitching is um, uh, Amazon will buy back the textbooks at a higher rate, and then there's a shipping company that will send them out. I don't know. Okay. It, was, it was it was pretty involved. But um, but so what you're doing is you're buying items at, at wholesale, um, and then you send them to Amazon, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if they don't sell or whatever? I mean, are you because you're not ha- handling the inventory here, but it sits there yeah. for a period of time, right? Right. So basically, you're managing an online store. Right. right? It's your store. Right. So you have to do some research in the product you buy, your inventory. Right. You you don't want to buy product that's you think is not going to sell. Right. So Amazon has um, uh, ranking. Right. Right. They'll rank a product um, if if you're if if a product is like ranked five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. You know that product is probably going to be a slow seller. It may take a couple of months, right? But if a product is ranked, you know, 500, 1,000, 10,000, 20,000, that's a hot product. It's going to sell pretty quickly. I'll give you an example. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, you heard of the game Fortnite? Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. popular, right? So, yeah, um, I, I think I won it last week. I wasn't sure, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Monopoly came out with this Fortnite game, right? Um, and, you know, my partner got a Monopoly bunch. did? Like Monopoly. Parker's Brothers? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can get it at Walmart, um, whatnot. Yeah. So they they came out of a Fortnite edition. Um, my partner bought like 100, 200 of them, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, and I was questioning him, is this going to sell? Right, 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 yeah. So we send it to Amazon, right? And literally, he had the po- uh, the listing um, uh but it, was, it wasn't open to the public. Right, yeah. So he clicked the button on the app, opened it. Right. In 30 minutes, he sold three of them. So right? you're on to something, yeah. Yeah, so, he, you know, he waits. We, we actually wait because um, the fourth quarter is, like, the very, very busy season for Amazon. Yeah. You know, with the holidays, uh, this next 60 days, or uh, it's going to be very, very busy for uh, online sellers. Because everybody, um, even eBay sellers, uh, it's just... Anything goes. Yeah, virtually. I've I've heard a number. It's staggering. Uh, uh, most just even the bricks and mortar stores during that holiday window, mm-hmm. they sell thirty percent of their entire year. Yeah, just in those few weeks, right? Absolutely. Um, so a couple other p- points here. So uh, how does this compare with like a Shopify or running your own site, right? Yeah. So the great thing about Amazon, they give you the platform. They, right. They they already have the the brand. huge audience there. Right. Yeah, worldwide. So. The great part about this business is anybody can start it. Right. Right? Like, you can start your own account for 40 bucks. Right. Right? But the thing is, um, you have to take action. That's our company name, Amazon Take Action. Yeah. Um, and we're actually coming out with a training course in January. That's uh, what I was wondering. So yeah. that's the business model, right? So you're going to um, start offering uh, to teach this to others, right? Yeah, we're getting a lot of questions about, um, you know, how we're doing this. Right. And we're pretty transparent. Like, if you join our meetup group, uh-huh. we post all our numbers weekly, monthly. Um, you can follow our journey on Am- uh, Instagram at Amazon Take Action. Um, now, this meetup group, so have you hosted some in-person events? Our first one is next next week. Okay. And then we're actually doing um, an uh, e-commerce event starting next year. So we're going to get together with the e-commerce community here in Atlanta, um, you know, network with some uh, people who are really crushing it, uh, kind of take their knowledge, share it with our audience. Now, um, we get just a couple minutes here left, so I'm just trying to, uh, to, to uh, wrap my head around the last point here. So is Amazon so huge of a platform and, again, buy low sell high mm-hmm. but is uh are you uh marketing this on social media or driving traffic to your amazon store or um or does amazon you know once you post it so i got that question then a follow-up question yeah absolutely so we don't need to market our products yeah. because amazon right it's self-marketing right? right so for example if i send in um, an abc item right i list it i know it's a hot item. it's gonna sell right um because if you think 
um, right now, 50% of people are online shopping, right? Right. Uh, that's why Toys R Us went our business. Exactly, and yeah. Sears is having trouble. Yep. Um, you know, people want convenience. You get the two-day shipping. So eventually, that item's going to sell, and Amazon brings us the audience. The traffic is there. I mean, it's almost like um, what's new is old again, but it's the premise of visually, I think people could maybe wrap, if they're not familiar with Amazon, obviously they purchase stuff on there, but in terms of marketing and what the business model you're, you're talking about, it's as this, if you had a widget you're bringing to the marketplace and it was at Target or at Whole Foods, mm-hmm. they already have all their shoppers, all the traffic's built in, right? Mm-hmm. You just need to get on the shelf. Right. Uh, which is the other question is, um, if you're bringing a similar widget, uh, other people are also selling it. So, I mean, uh, we may run out of time for this question, but because I'm trying to figure out, um, is it like an AdWords where you can buy a ranking and get – because when I, you know, search something, I'll, you know, people are going to buy from the first page typically, right? Yeah, so, okay, uh, I think – so there's two, two – what we do is Amazon FBA. Okay. So we have hundreds of different items we can list. There's another aspect to Amazon called private label. So, for example, um, I can take this microphone and white label it, right. and it'll be my under my own brand. Right now, that I can market, right? I could do online advertising. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because you see a lot of people on Shark Tank, and what that's a, com- a common question now that's comes up or a conversation part of it is, you know, we're, we've developed this widget and we're killing it on Amazon, mm-hmm. but it's their own widget. It's yeah. their own. So brand. that's another. And that's version. called private label. Okay. Okay, I got that. Yeah, but you're not selling my microphone because I need this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so, um, so Nick, uh, any questions here for Shirag? Uh, okay, so we're going to bring Nick's our engineer. In case you're uh, listening in, so he'll joining us in a roundtable discussion. Maybe some other questions as well. So, Shirag uh, T. Patel. So, how would folks uh, find you on the WWWs? <laughs> yeah, if, um, our website will be up. Actually, this week, AmazonTakeAction.com. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll have a sign-up sign sheet there, our emails. Uh, feel free to reach out anytime. Also, connect with us on Instagram at AmazonTakeAction. So do a Google search, anything Amazon Take Action, you're going to find <coughs> you there. Yep. Okay, cool. So hang tight. I'm, I'm going to ask you to uh, pipe in for some questions with our other guests here as well. So again, uh, Rich Casanova here listening to the Co-Founders Podcast here on the Pro Business Channel Networks. Uh, and it's our pleasure to introduce our next guest. We're going we're gonna to switch from uh, online selling to offline delivering your mobile fuel. I don't think you're selling mobile fuel on Amazon yet, are you? <laughs> right? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> so, Terrence, we met at an interesting networking event recently. And um, I, I, it took me a minute to kind of grasp what you were doing. But this whole idea of mobile fuel, it kind of explains itself, right? But um, but it's I don't know with anybody else if you have any competitors. I've never heard of this premise, right? Um, so basically, you're bringing uh, fuel to people wherever they are, um, to their job, to their home. We try to uh, give you that convenience where you never have to go to a gas station again. Mobile fuel has been around for ten years. Um, we're in eighteen different cities. Wow. We're new to the Atlanta area, though. Okay. Five months in the Atlanta area. Um, I'm the Atlanta district manager of, right. of Mobile Fuel. Um, we're growing faster than we can possibly realize. We have a lot of competitors in in Atlanta area as well. Okay. But um, we're in a market of our own. And it's simple. It's not complex. We're selling gas. And we're giving you the convenience of bringing it to you. But we also have other uh, anonymities when you sign up and uh, become a member. Because it's like an exclusive club. Right, yeah. Uh, everyone can't uh, be a member, and if you decide to be a member, you will receive uh, mobile fuel. You will receive mobile mechanics. We're not going to drop any motors. <laughs> right. What we will do, we'll change oil, top off things. Uh, 
our drivers do a 32-point inspection when they do go around your vehicle. We also do uh, mobile detailing, um, and we also do mobile emissions. Oh, mobile emissions won't be coming out till December, but it's in the works right now. But that deal till, I mean, you're kind of making it um, not even a one-stop shop because I've already stopped my car, right? You're bringing the shop to the car, right, from a detail um, but the idea of – and it's a competitive price point, right, in terms of the, the cost yeah. of the fuel? We're not going to beat every gas station, right, yeah, of yeah. course, because we got to make a nickel here and there. But um, we're going to be competitive. Um, we're mostly – because we deal mostly with fleets, yeah. we, um, we, get, we, we normally target our gas prices to the local gas station where, where the company is at or where the fleets are at. And, right. um, that normally, it, all, it normally averages out. And then the part, but part of the uh, key component of your business model is the subscription. So twenty dollars a month, and then you're a member, right? Twenty dollars a month, and then you're a member. We also have special, um, special consideration for school teachers and uh, things of that nature. That we we're coming out now with a, a program from all school teachers, all administration, and they will get it for twenty nine dollars one time fee. Oh, okay. So instead um, of the monthly, yeah. Right. So. Um, so now we didn't talk about this beforehand, but this twenty dollars a month for those fleets is that per vehicle? Well, the or? fleet the, the fleet companies don't pay twenty twenty dollars. It's on individual uh, clients. Okay. Uh, the fleets because of the volume volume, uh, yeah. volume of gas, we don't we don't want to add any extra fees on. We and um, like I said, we want as many fleets as possible. So. Yeah, so so talk to us about this. Well, obviously the fleet is the biggest part of your business. I'm just thinking from an individual standpoint. Nick and I were talking about this the other day when we were at your site. We had a conversation with you. So um, if my car's parked somewhere, you need access to my gas tank. Depending on right. um, the type of car that you have, some gas tanks pop open on their own. Some that have to be popped from the inside. But um, our trucks have 25 to 50-foot hoses, so a lot of times you don't have to move your car. Right. And it, it makes it more accessible for us when we're dealing with fleets or other individual clients. So, And so I go to an app and then just schedule you, um, uh, whether I'm at home or work or vacation. Make me give all my secrets out, Henry. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We actually uh, launched our app at the Four Seasons in February. Okay. And um, this app here, I can't tell you too much, but right. – um, Come on, it's, give us a scoop, Terrence, whatever, yeah. <laughs> I won't app, tell anybody, the app, yeah. The app is going to talk to the car. <laughs> oh. We're, we're going to know before you know that you need gas, whether your tire pressure is low, whether you need a top-off on your oil. Wow. This app is going to revolutionize the fuel business. No, I, 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 can, I can see that now. And then, uh, and then wait till the autonomous cars comes out. So you'll just be, you'll almost be like following the car like the, when you see the jet fueled in midair or whatever, right? By that time, we have <laughs> robots doing this. I know, exactly, right? <laughs> um, uh, so, so talk to us about the, the fleet application. So, so who are some of the, uh, what's the smallest to the largest fleet? And how many states are you guys in now? We're in 18 different states. Wow. That's crazy. Um, Houston, Miami are our biggest markets, but... Um, we deal with Cox Studios. We deal with um, the Post Office, Enterprise, Rick Hendrick Motors. Those are some of our bigger accounts. Um, we also have small accounts, um, local limousine companies such right. as A National. Um, we deal with um, Isle Transportation. They deal with um, wheelchair. So and we welcome all business. And um, yeah, we do too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the other question I had is, uh, I think it was somewhere on your website. This premise of like when people when a company buys a fleet of vehicles, whether it's auction or a fleet, they don't want their people showing up, and it's you know unknown how much gas is in there, right? So you True. come and fuel all those, right? The thing with when you're dealing with fleets, most fleets use gas cars. Gas right, cars yeah. can be abused. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there's theft. Oh, I didn't think about that. There's yeah. a lot of theft going on. So right. um, we offer that convenience and that safety in that department. But we also, there's so much going on at the gas station nowadays. And um, we save fleet companies time and we save them money because most of their drivers have to go fuel up. You never know what's going on, how long they're there. Uh, we spoke about the theft that can be going on. So all the way around, we are more convenient. Big time. And um, and even what's happening, uh, we're going to talk to uh, Dave in our next segment about security. There's, um, I don't know if it's just an Atlanta phenomenon or it's happening around the country, but there's just crazy stuff going on with people, uh, their cars getting uh, stolen right there at the gas station, all kinds of uh, chaos going on. So if as a family person on that individual account for that 20 bucks a month, uh, I know that my few, and we, Nick and I were talking about this the other day, is that sometimes when you're driving home, you're like, I'm pretty low on gas, but I don't want to stop late at night or whatever, right? Not just for security reasons, you're just kind of tired. Mm-hmm. So imagine you guys coming up at... Uh, Fueling you at your job. Yeah, but even at the house before I leave in the morning morning or whatever, right? right? And I wake up, and that's one less errand or, you know, issue I have to deal with. Um, So last topic or question is, I used to work for a company, I don't know if you're familiar with, Amerifleet. Well, I was going to make an introduction to you for my finder's fee or something. Yeah, I'll make an introduction for you because that could be a huge partnership because they move vehicles all over the country. I worked for them uh, for a while. It was a long story with my brother. But we went to, um, in six weeks, went to 38 states in six weeks. Wow. Because their job is to move one vehicle, like for a salesperson, to, a, to another, uh, another city, another state. But they need to be fueled at all those drop-off points. They also points. have, uh, they deal with a lot of diesel gas as well. We only deal with um, premium and unleaded. Well, really, their only diesels in their big trucks. Right, right. Most of their fleet is your standard, uh, you know, passenger car. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Rich, we'll, we'll we, talk we, later. We, yeah. yeah. We have to talk later. <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. So, Terrence, how would folks uh, find you guys? Uh, www.mobilefuel.me. Okay. And this is where you find us at. You you can open up our website. We're actually having a new website being designed at this very moment, but the current one is um, very accurate in the things that we do. And for those who tune in, those who sign up, your first fill-up will be free. Sweet. Okay, get the biggest car you have and <laughs> that you own or whatever, right? Um, so mobile fuel can be found everywhere. Come to you except for on Amazon. But maybe uh, you'll, you'll, uh, you can talk later and maybe <laughs> get it delivered from Amazon. All right. Um, so uh, up next, in our next segment, we're going to have a conversation with uh, Dave Tompkins. So you were talking earlier about Hawk. Uh, so Dave, jump into this. Uh, so before we talk about... Um, you know what you guys are doing in the security space. We were talking a little bit before we went on your back your backstory. So yeah, so I um, I grew up in Birmingham near nearby and um, uh, wanted to follow my my family to go to the University of Alabama. I'm a big Roll Tide fan. Um, uh, Dad kind of stepped in and said, "Not Alabama, not the Southeast. You've got a higher calling." So uh, <laughs> I went to West Point and was wow. a very proud veteran. And yeah. that's part of the. And after I got out of the out of, out of the army, I moved to California. And okay. my first week of uh, work, I was walking home uh, one night, and I got mugged at gunpoint Dang. Uh, by, by uh, uh, teenage members, apprentices of, of, of a large gang out right. there. And it, it, you know, it obviously it terrorized me, and uh, that just sort of, uh, you know, you know, kind of earmarked that. And then, uh, fifteen years later, I uh, I met my business partner uh, after I'd moved to, to Louisville, and he wanted to. We were just friends, and he said, "You worked in Silicon Valley all these years. Uh, tell me how to be a good entrepreneur." And based on the way that he, the questions he asked and the dialogue that ensued over the next thirty minutes, I'm like, I don't even need to tell you. You 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 know more than enough to be a good entrepreneur. 
Fast forward seven years later, he and his wife were the victims of a, a very, uh, uh, very terrifying home invasion. Wow. And they lived in a gated community. Jeez. Tried everything they could to, to get security. And um, finally, his, his better half said, we can't live this way. And right. so he took, he took the matter into his own hands and started, uh, started Hawk. And so, um, you know, while we're a business, um, our story is very, very personal. And, you know, just the, the horrible uh, incident uh, this past weekend in, in, in Pittsburgh, right. uh, stuff that happens across the street at Lenox Mall, across the street at Phipps. I mean, this is this is we're on a mission. Right. Um, and talk to us a little bit about your your ventures. Uh, you mentioned before we went on the air, you did um, a successful venture in Silicon Valley and some others as well. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, I uh, got my graduate degree from Stanford and did what a lot of folks do there. You just, just Silicon Valley's right there. So right. Uh, yeah, let's, let's give it a whirl. And um, so that was a really, really good experience for me. I was basically involved in three startups. One sold for in the billions. Um, wow. So it was, it was a, a, very, uh, a very big success. And uh, I got to travel all, all over the world as a result of, you know, working for the company. Right. And, um, you know, one sort of was in the middle. We, we sold it, and the investors were sort of happy. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a total loss, but not a big win. It, it, Huge. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. It was a, it was a single with, the, with an asterisk, if you will. <laughs> right. And then the other one was, uh, well, it, uh, the investors weren't happy. So <laughs> I learned a lot through successes and a lot through failures yeah. out there. So um, you don't have to divulge the brand, but what, the, the – the ultra successful one. What what industry or or space was that in? We were basically uh, Google before there was Google, except we were pointed toward B two B and not toward B two C. Oh, okay. So we were basically all the marketplaces that happened uh, late nineties, early early oos. We were providing um, searchable content for those B two B marketplaces. Well, I may connect you off the air. There's a, a new venture that we've come across. We're actually the media partner for them, um, and they're a little bit in that space. But uh, Silicon Valley success stories, they actually, uh, there's a whole team of guys, but I, w- I went out there just last month to visit with them, and they were uh, involved in the Rhapsody startup and a bunch of other ones. Oh, so wow, cool. We'll, we'll talk off air Absolutely. about that. But so, so Hawk, so uh, talk to us about uh, your value proposition in the marketplace and your business model. Yeah, so so basically, our essential value proposition is that uh, we're security at your fingertips. So we uh, we basically develop technology that uh, connects elite security professionals to those in need, those being citizens. Um, we we also of, often talk about the three R's: real estate, uh, residential, and retail, and and also corporations in need of security. And you know we. Um, uh, our product has sort of a you know look and feel of say an Uber, but our business model is more like Airbnb. Okay. So you're not going to tap our app and someone's not you know someone's not going to be there immediately, you know right. like, like Uber is. Right. But we give the uh, we give the user really the power of choice. So you can select your security prof- professional or professionals based on their credentials, based on their on their rates. On their appearance, right. um, just last just last, this this past weekend, we had a uh, we're doing a, a open house in Buckhead, and right. the agent uh, went through multiple candidates who wanted to be the, the security at at that open house, and she picked the one that was absolutely on brand for her, and wow. and, and and we love that about our our, uh, our our feature and our app. So it's kind of like Tinder for security. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> you swipe left or right, I'm not sure which way you're supposed to swipe, but yeah, <laughs> that's a, an upcoming version. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, and these are the, the so the the folks that you're um, 
uh, are part of the team. Again, these are individuals. These are real people coming on site, um, and they're what ex-military uh, officers in the. Uh, Great question. These, right. these are these are credentialed, uh, licensed, certified security professionals. Okay. Um, so they may um, they may be doing this part time. They're they're right. ten ninety nine contractors, okay. so they're free agents. But they may be working at a security company. They may be uh, active or retired law enforcement. Right. Um, and we see our future uh, with veterans. Um, okay. I guess uh, I, I'm biased being a veteran, I, yeah, absolutely. but we, uh, we, we like to see a world where uh, our, our veterans are continuing to serve and they're, they're continuing to serve you know, post their military service through Hawk. Right. And feel like they have a home there or a place with it, right? Absolutely. Um, and being 1099, so they can kind of um, engage as much as t- you know, time they want to allocate right absolutely they they, they can they all, all they have to do with we basically have uh, two apps uh, you know available in the app store one is for the client so right. that's that's for all of us to download so that we it's a free app and the second is for the actual security resources right. and and so they can turn themselves on turn themselves off and when they're on they can accept work or, or, or not accept work I mean you're really playing into this huge it's not even a sandbox I mean it's just like a it's a, a, a massive desert like the Mojave Desert of uh, the shared economy principle, right? Yes, yes. Um, so there's people with those expertise. They got free time. They have certainly have the uh, experience because so, you're not doing a whole lot of uh, training per se with these people because they have the background. But then obviously you're training them in terms of you know the application which you guys are offering to the marketplace, right? Exactly. They they they, they have to. I mean, we we go through a vetting process, right, yeah. of course, and background checks and and and, and you know some, some questions and stuff. And we do provide some education content for them. Sure. But that is really for them to be better at what they do for themselves. Um, you know, they're, they're you know we're we're not employing these these folks. They're, right. they're their own contractors. So so we do provide some some additional education and give them some access to, you know, uh, additional training that, that that if they want to invest themselves in, they they can do that because the better they are, the more they get paid. So two questions here for you. What how would you break down the percentage in terms of uh, commercial accounts, if you will, versus individual? Um, and and on the commercial, talk about some. Um, some areas of that is it you mentioned retail is it the the housing the subdivisions we were looking on your site and you showed where there was um you know when they build out a huge residential development a lot of times they're putting in some appliances or expensive stuff and it's just it's it's not complete no one's living there so it needs to be secured. Yeah, yes, pro- yes, or yes. <laughs> yes and yes. Uh, yeah, property property checks is a is a is a big area of business for us right. because um, also you know in, in actually you know uh, occupied uh, residential communities that's a that's a big area for us uh, and you know unfortunately we're you know Atlanta is not safe and mm-hmm. at, at night um, here in here in Buckhead we hear we hear Things gunshots happen, yeah. we hear we hear car break-ins and and we're basically there to, to provide deterrence against that. That's that's your operative word, right? So um, if if you're if it's visible, um, you know people are going to the the perpetrators are going to think twice, whatever, right? Yes. So break down that percentage though again. Like if you had to kind of ballpark um, how many people are what's what the time al- allocated for those commercial properties versus individuals versus residential or retail or. Yeah, we're we're trying to be really focused right now. Okay. Everyone's okay. asking for us. We yeah, yeah. we 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 see that um, demand is almost infinite, unlimited. Yeah. Um. And but we've we've read a lot about marketplaces. We've you know we've 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 studied Uber. We've studied Airbnb. We've also studied you know marketplaces that have failed. And um, the 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 big t- t- two things uh, fail marketplaces. One is the lack of domain expertise. We think we have. 
Um, we, we have domain expertise in, in spades, so we think we're, we're, we're okay there. The second is that companies try to scale too quickly. They, right. they, 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 they come under pressure from their investors, and they try to scale too quickly. Sure. We're trying to be very focused. We're, 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 our primary market right now is Atlanta. Um, but you, in your notes, you're, and soon the U.S. and beyond, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, we dream big. We, yeah. we, 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 dream, we, we dream big. Um, but we are uh, in Atlanta, you know, where our primary focus is. Um, we're very focused on real estate. Okay. Uh, we're, we're focused on residential communities. Um, when corporations ask for our services, usually it's because they're dissatisfied with their brick-and-mortar security company. So we're actually working with your uh, with your sponsor right now, um, and, and 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 working with them with our sponsor. Yeah, with your sponsor. Oh, okay, with, gotcha. With, yeah, we work, and nice. um, so that's one of our that's one of our corporate clients. Nice. Um, as as we as we look ahead, we think um, our uh, first stage of growth will be more in the B two B in the more you know yeah. corporate. But um, if we are really going to you know realize our dreams and our aspirations, it'll ultimately be B two C. Okay, so you answered one question. I checked off the list about scale, scalability. Uh, two other questions is, um, so if your folks are uh, monitoring the premises, if you will, and something goes down, what's their call to action? I mean, do they, are they, um, uh, they don't step in, they're not crime fighters or whatever, right? I mean, what, what's the call to action, I guess, when they see something uh, suspicious? Uh, I mean, they, they have a, um, a protocol, okay. you know, Based on the based on whatever the scenario is, they, they have a they have a protocol that they okay. they follow, okay. um, uh, you know, and it it almost but, always does not in, uh, use use of force. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's more preventive and having that presence, and then um, uh, and then they call in the professional. Exactly, so speak, we, right? we are we are we are we are a, a complement to law enforcement. We yeah. are absolutely not a replacement of law enforcement. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so we have a. Bunch of other questions. Is there anything we left off the list or whatever? Of, uh, <laughs> actually, Nick, uh, do you got a, a question here uh, for Dave? Yeah, sure. Just kind of going on to uh, just continuing the conversation. What are future plans either this year or in the next five years that you you guys plan on doing? Um, great question. Um, so, so, so right now we have some project work going on in in our next you know target markets. So we yeah. have we've we've selected. Um, a couple of national markets, if you will, you know, big markets like Los Angeles, right? Um, and we and we've also selected uh, you know major cities in in the southeastern U.S. So, you know, ultimately want to be national and global, but you, you don't you don't get there overnight. So we're starting in Atlanta, um, you know, then to the southeast, um, you know, probably to Los Angeles and and beyond. Um, we see this happening over the next next couple of years. Um, heretofore, we've been we've been founder funded. So uh, me and my my two founder partners uh, right. have have uh, have been funding the company. Right. Um, we are just getting outside funding coming in. Uh, we'll do a, a, probably a large funding round uh, sometime next year. And um, you know, right now demand is is pulling us, but uh, at at some point next year we'll we'll get the we'll get the big funding and and, and push it. Yeah, it sounds like you already have a proof of concept in the track record, and, and now right. you can um, uh, have those conversations with investors. Um, okay, so we got a couple of roundtable questions here before we wrap it up. But um, so Dave, how would folks uh, find you guys? Uh, www.hawque.com. So Hawk with the Q U E. Exactly. Okay, awesome. Um, okay, guys, uh, so Nick included. Um, uh, gentlemen, questions here for the roundtable. Uh, ready, set, go. Yeah, actually, um, I think you might have already answered it, Dave. Uh, what is the fastest 
that security can get to the client once you order it? Yeah. We we recommend four hours. Okay. Um, and and we will we will entertain as as uh, as close in as two hours. Um, but 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 we're we're encouraging our clients to to you know look book four hours and out uh, gotcha. at, at this point. Okay. But the B two B would be more of a contract service, right? Yes, it's it's, it's that's ongoing... that, that, that's more scheduled. But for the episodic yeah. Yeah. stuff, it's it's like for one of your events. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we'd prefer that you do it, you know, some days in advance because you you know in advance. But right. let's say it's day of event, and you're like, gosh, uh, we got fifty percent more RSVPs than we thought. We need two more people. Then you know, please contact us and uh, or, or, or contact us through the app, and and we'll have those two people there for you. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, you may need to. Um, uh, bring some people out, bring his team out for your meetup group in case it gets out of control. Right? <laughs> uh, I tell people, uh, maybe, maybe we'll use your services for the studio, but I tell people, uh, so far, no one's ever been injured during the recording of one of our shows or whatever. Yeah. So, um, guys, any other questions? I, I okay, question, go ahead, Nick. Uh, yeah. For Terrence, it's an, it's such an interesting concept. How does, how would that work for like shared driving services? Yeah. Shared driving services. Right. Every service can use mobile fuel. Mobile fuel can appeal to any client in any service. But, I mean, if you're talking, I think you're talking about, um, uh, say, Lyft or Uber or whatever, right? Right, exactly. So if, because uh, I've used Lyft quite a bit. We actually have the GM here from Lyft in the studio. And if uh, I've never been in a vehicle where that person runs out of gas, because I think that would be probably a, a, a zero good. stars, right, or <laughs> minus five, right? We just did a big program with uh, Uber and with Uber right. um, a month ago. We gave what? them 2,000 gallons of free gas. Jeez. Um, and this until we signed up 140 Lyft drivers. Okay. The only thing is Lyft drivers don't, um, because of their schedule, right. they can't be put on the schedule. Exactly. Because it's a, it's a high demand. And they don't even know where their car's going to be. They don't even know where their car's <laughs> going to be. <laughs> right. So um, we love dealing with them. But I don't, ha- want, I don't want to say but... Yeah, well, because but I'm, we prefer we prefer our clients when we can schedule them. Sure, yeah. You know, it's kind of it's kind of inconvenient to try to um, put our Lyft drivers inside of our schedule when we don't know where they're going to be at. But and they don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, it goes back to that like uh, that visual of the planes fueling in midair, right? You'd have to follow them down four hundred and and fuel while they're right. you know they turn off their app. But but you already brought some uh, some of those people to your we did. Uh, we tried a thirty day trial program. Okay, yeah. it, it didn't work. It wasn't as successful as we liked because of the, Those uh, challenges, the scheduling. Yeah. Yeah, it was very challenging, and um, but it was worth a try. Okay. It was definitely worth a try. Yeah, I, I have a question. I, I um, my, my hobby is writing, and uh, oh. I'd, I'd love to be your biographer. And the title of the book would be um, "What's Behind Door Number Three. <laughs> <laughs> and um, living in, in room number three, growing up, um, what? That's a good one. What was there? Was there? Was there a magical moment when you said, "I'm just going to be a serial entrepreneur"? Because that's what you've become, and a successful one at that. Actually, at the time when you're young, you you don't know any better, right? So I, I live. My whole family lived in the motel. I was three years old. My my sister was actually born, and she she lived there too. So growing up, and I had all my friends live in normal houses. Right. The bus used to come pick me up at the motel, and everybody would make fun of me. Like, why do you? Why don't you live in a house? Yeah. I didn't even know, you know. Right. So being in a twenty four hour business, it came innate. Like you become immune to it. Like two o'clock in the morning, like you got customers coming in to rent a room or whatever, and you just kind of get used to it. And and naturally, being in that environment, you learn so much from customer service to P&L to business operations. So when I got to college, I was like, 
already knew what I wanted to do. And in college, um, I started a real estate flipping homes business. Um, after that, I did a, a recruiting business. Uh, I, I tried all kinds of stuff. Some of the stuff failed, but I learned so much, you know. And then eventually I got to the point where I am today, and, and it just kind of things came naturally to me because I was at, at a very early age. I had learned so much. Did I answer your question? Absolutely. Yeah. But um, it was an adventure, though. <laughs> I wouldn't take it back for anything. So uh, It's definitely unique. Um, you mentioned you're a copywriter or a hobby? There's my mom's going to, you know, you know I, I don't want her to die uh, frustrated. <laughs> there's a big Southern novel in my future. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this afternoon's show actually is, is uh, coming up this afternoon is actually author talk show. Okay. So we interview authors. Yeah. So, be interesting. Yeah. so when you're ready, let us know for that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so last, uh, I know we're, we're already kind of over time here a little bit, but real quick, uh, kind of rapid fire for each of you. Um, are there any uh, uh, entities or groups you work with in terms of partners or partnerships? Um, and and if so, can we help uh, further that with PBC or the people here at the table? So are you looking for people to team up with you and partner? or, or? Um, At the moment, um, I think we're okay. Okay. Um, not at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Well, as far as teaming up, we will always welcome any <clears throat> clients who want to do business with us. We want to... Um, we want our service to service everyone, every company, every individual throughout the, the metro Atlanta area. I guess what I'm trying to say is there are complementary businesses that could kind of be a, a referral source for you, like a funnel. So I'm trying to think in terms of fuel, uh, maybe car dealerships or uh, finance companies or um, – or uh, I mean, obviously, you're looking for the direct introduction to the fleet accounts, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, for us, you know – Probably like, have you heard of like uh, Uline or uh, some of these packaging companies that offer um, box tape, boxes? Oh yeah, exactly. Whatnot, right, yeah. Or shipping, shipping materials. Right. Um, Dymo label printers, things like that. Yeah, that's a good example because yeah. those conversations are coming up with it, right? Yeah. During the course, yeah, Dave. We're very grateful for our uh, our partners and friends and family, if you will. Um, right. One is uh, headquartered right right down the road here, uh, Rubicon Global. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, also uh, we work. Right, um, Sotheby's Realty, other, other realties. Yeah, um, we also uh, very very proud of our our relationship with Now Account, uh, which is uh, basically a, a very innovative financial solution for for B two B that's headquartered here in Atlanta. And um, if you haven't if you haven't heard of them yet, you no, will, you'll hear of them soon. No, we had the CEO from Now Account. Oh, Laura, here. yeah, yeah. Okay. she's been in the studio at least once. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while back. Good yeah. friend. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but um, the real estate industry um, for realtors being on site, right? That's a it's for it's, open houses and everything, right? You know, there's there's a very happy element to it and a sad yeah, element to it. Right. The, the, the sad element to it is uh, open houses have become crime scenes. Yeah, a happy element to it is that we're we're providing uh, our security for yeah. for home showings, for open houses, for property. That'd be checks. awesome. And Talk about a deterrent. I mean, because I was watching something just the other day on the news where people are going in and they're scouting out these properties. And um, they're actually taking stuff from the home and their purses and everything else, right? If you had somebody walking around, you know, in a uniform, that's they're going to probably go to the next house, right? <laughs> my my favorite soundbite so far from 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 that model is is uh, when it came to me and said, "This hawk, it's addictive." <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's good to hear. That's good yeah. feedback. All right. So uh, so Rich Casanova once again uh, for another episode of uh, the Co-founders Podcast. So apparently, we you can find uh, security. Fuel and cool stuff all at your fingertips. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Co-Founders Podcast, brought to you in part by WeWork, the world's largest network of co-working spaces. More info at WeWork.com. And the Pro Business Channel, uploading the future. More info at ProBusinessChannel.com. Use the social media links here to share this show. To submit a guest request or listen to more episodes, visit CoFoundersPodcast.com.